Hi, everyone, and welcome to the WIM podcast. Women in Influencer Marketing, or WIM for short, is a first-of-its-kind exclusive networking group made up of inspirational women. This podcast is where we explore influencer marketing, advertising trends, and get real about women in business. Our mission is to network, to foster leaders within this exciting industry, and to share information to make our work stronger. That's where this podcast comes in. We'll bring you fresh perspectives on timely topics facing the industry from expert voices in the space. Find us wherever you download podcasts. And of course, you can always find us at IamWim.com. That's IamWim.com. Hey, everyone. So this week, we are just coming off of a hugely important and I think, I hope, really successful event. It was our Let's Do Better Diversity discussion. Um, we went into this event, myself and the three other panelists, uh, Shanae, Taylor, and Pam, nervous. We really wanted this to be a successful event. Um, there is so much to say. There are difficult conversations to have. Um, and I, I had faith in those three women to, you know, say exactly what they wanted to say in the most eloquent way. And, and they did. So if you tuned in, we would absolutely love to hear what you took back to your own work. And if you didn't tune in, you can always go to iamwim.com slash replays. Uh, this is a new feature of our site. And if you ever miss any of our events, you can get them after. Um, so we really hope to see you at future events. We've got a couple new ones planned for August. We have a really cool event coming up about the energetics of business, which is going to be a really, really cool event. We also have another event hosted this time by Karen Spencer of Whaler. Um, she's worked at some of the largest companies in the world, AT&T, Target, now this incredible company, Whaler. Um, she used to work with Ashton Kutcher. I mean, huge names we could just drop and look at her resume. It speaks for itself. But she's teaching a masterclass all about navigating a 20-plus year career in media and the twists and turns and everything that she's learned along the way. So I am super excited about that one. All of our events, you can RSVP. Just go to imwim.com slash events. Also, check out our swag shop. We've had so many new members lately, and uh, people are so enthusiastic about our group, which we love. You're working from home, guys. Wear a hoodie. <laughs> our hoodies, seriously, legitimately, um, they're so soft. They're so nice. That's definitely my favorite of all the products. But we've got cell phone cases. We've got face coverings. We've got a little bit of everything. T-shirts, of course. Um, so check out our swag shop. Um, really cool stuff. Really good conversation starters. All right, enough announcements. Let's get into this week's episode. This week, we welcome Ashley Hockney, who's the Director of Marketing at Buffer. She's been growing SaaS companies in New York City for over seven years. She has an incredible background at companies like Code Academy and Zapier, which is one of my favorite companies out there. If you're not familiar with it, definitely check it out. She's got incredible experience that she brings to the influencer marketing industry, and she works for a company that is breaking boundaries. There's been a lot of talk lately about pay disparity, and her company is doing incredible things to combat it. Welcome to the podcast, Ashley. Well, hello. Uh, I'm Ashley Hockney from Buffer. Awesome. So Ashley, uh, from one Brooklynite to another, it's really <laughs> nice. To have you today. Um, welcome to the WIM podcast. Uh, how's your week been going so far? 
Oh, thanks so much for having me. Um, this is awesome. You know, it's just nice to, you know, from from Brooklyn to go, hey, nice to meet someone new and say hello and beat the summer heat a bit. A hundred percent. We were talking slightly before we started mm-hmm. recording and like, it's so nice to see, you know, just to meet someone new virtually right now. It's yes. like so rare that we get the opportunity to do that. So this is really refreshing. So um, yeah. thanks for doing this today. I really appreciate it. Right back at you. And I'm looking at your background that looks like a breather and getting very nostalgic. Like <laughs> I want like a sweet green salad and to like overlook Sixth Avenue and like stop a podcast because of a siren. Oh my gosh, Ashley, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And she's referring, for those of you who can't see it, I've got these great virtual backgrounds so people can't see my messy bedroom behind me. Um, <sighs> yeah, and it's got sunshine in it and uh-huh. uh, reminds uh-huh. us of the good old days. Um, yes. So speaking of uh, just really great, uh, tools. I was thinking of yeah. um, a breather, which is mm. a really great resource for business owners. Mm. Um, you come at us from Buffer, um, which is a really incredible tool. Um, I feel like most people listening had to have heard of your company, but we just love to hear a little bit in your own words. Tell us a little bit about your personal journey even mm. to how you got to where you are today. Mm. And then just like a little intro on, uh, on Buffer. Oh, sure. Uh, I, I would love to tell you this story because uh, total dream job, right? So um, I really, I cut my teeth and startups, like startups so small, they're like in a WeWork uh, in 2014, right? Um, started this company called Use Fedora, which became, and we renamed Teachable, which does online courses. And just really made my way up the startup ladder, ladder, you know, like Teachable, Zapier, Codecademy. Um, have even worked for myself for a bit, just copywriting and tried that out. And whew, also a journey. Uh, I feel like you and I could talk for ages about this. But um, actually, the VP of marketing here at Buffer, Kevin, he and I met when I was back at Teachable, that first company, and have stayed in close and talked strategy for five years. And so he called me about this position. I was like, Buffer? You mean the company with like the transparent salaries and the awesome social media management platform and like this wonderful kind team? Like, and I just remember going through the process and like crying, like happy crying and being like, yeah, absolutely. So um here we are, you know, through the start of grind and, and finally found a place to call home. I love that. I mean, and I, so I love the, the people that I've generally met who love startups and like, because there's such a culture um, Mm. that is, goes hand in hand with working at a startup and Mm -hmm. it's not for everybody. (laughs) It's a ride. Um, it's a ride. Um, and so generally speaking, what's gravitated you towards startups? Cause you've worked for quite a few. Sure. So what I love about startups is it, you just do it right. It's everyone. There's this camaraderie, you're rolling up your sleeves and, um, you have this goal and you're just like all in it together. And, you know, I've worked in a PR agency in the past and like, lovely, lovely people. But when I moved into a startup, things just moved faster. 
and you have this direct access to data. So if you do good work, you immediately see it in the numbers. And so that kind of iterative process where you really get that rapid feedback loop, it checks all the boxes for me for like, yeah, this is good work. This isn't, how do we iterate? It's just this really nice synthesis of like creativity and that um, right brain data. You know, also people are, people are, people are great. You know, I, I tell people I started, I started in tech when tech was like still for the nerds, you know, like before marketers were on angel list and we're like all out here talking about like what the future of like open source can be. And like that, that is why I love tech. That energy. That's so good. I, I, I geek out about all of that stuff too. Um, when I saw on your LinkedIn that you'd worked for Zapier, I was like, mm. oh my God, I want to know more. I have talked about quite a few times on this episode, on, on this podcast, just the, the amount of things that you can do uh, for your business as a small business owner. And I see that through line with all the different companies that you've worked with um, historically. So talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, well, let's talk a little bit about Buffer. You know, talk to us a little bit about a, a use case, um, some really great stories where Buffer has really, really helped small business owners, large business owners. Um, talk to us a little bit about that process. Sure, sure. Um, so at Buffer, we want to provide a social media management platform. Um, and we're really focused in on those, um, like a, a small like SMB, an influencer. Like we think about our people as people truly. And so, you know, when I was, when I was consulting, I worked for um, a little brick and mortar, uh, Brooklyn haberdashery here in Brooklyn. And, you know, it's one person, they're trying to get out a cons consistent social media strategy. Um, you know, they're looking at how do we do this better? Like, how do we know what our customers want? Um, and so with Buffer, it's just this opportunity to queue up your social posts, as well as and look at the analytics. And, um, you know, we, we've got a few fun things up our sleeve too that we want to help with like engagement and that organic social. And I do think that's like a bit of a distinction, right? Is like, we're really focused in on that organic, that authentic storytelling. And I feel like this audience probably really resonates with that, right? It's like in this, this moment where we have this huge influx of like paid ads and then like kind of the industry is really rapidly shifting right now. We're like, how do you tell stories to people? How do you build a real community that's going to stick around with you and the good and the bad? And so talk to us a little bit about that, because that is, those are the tools that are like hands down going to make a huge difference um, mm -hmm. with any sort of business owner, whether you're a solopreneur and you're an influencer or you're a large agency looking to track so many different accounts that you're managing. Mm -hmm. um, give us like a, a glimpse behind the scenes um, and maybe just like feedback that you've heard from some customers where you guys oh, yeah. have like really, really made a difference for that. Oh, thanks for cheating this one up for me. Um, so I love our customers and, you know, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's rare, but I try to chat with them often. Like I recently in the past month did like eight user interviews. So it's really like connecting with our people to know that specifically. And um, I'm, I'm just like so honored and lucky by what people tell us. They're like, your tool is simple. Um, there are a lot of social media management platforms out there where you can, they're in and outs of the tools and you can do certain things if you get into this layer and, you know, we're just, 
we're simple, right? This like, not in simplistic, but in this like beautiful white space. Um, and what we hear from people is like, we trust you, we trust your brand, we love the simple UI, this is why we come back to you. And um, yeah, and if anything, this like feeling of white space that we hope users get when they use our tool, we also want you to feel that as people scheduling a social media post, right? Like a like the pressure is real, like one typo, one wrong word, and things can really get wild. So that ability to kind of go and be thoughtful about what you're putting out there, um, respectful of the attention spans of your audience, like that, that's where we want to be. I love that so much. And I, I don't know, I, I, sometimes when you have something great, it usually is pretty simple. Like it's pared down. It doesn't need to be so complicated. Um, like it focuses in on what it needs to do and it does it really well. Um, and that's at least been my experience um, with your platform. So I appreciate it for what it does. <laughs> great. I love this. A hundred percent. When we were starting out, my last agency, when we were starting out, um, we were looking into tools. We haven't even discussed this yet. So I'm really just sharing this for the first time. Yeah. But yeah but we were looking for tools and um, we decided to use you guys. This is going back probably like three years ago. Um, and it just worked perfectly for everything that we needed it to do. Um, I appreciate a good like user interface. Um, I appreciate like, like functionality that you can really rely on. Um, mm-hmm. And just like that utilitarianism piece of oh. it too. Um, so it did everything that I needed to do, which is why I made it great, which is what made it great. And I could recommend it to everybody. And um, so it's so cool what you guys have built. Um, yes. I, I would love to hear a little bit more about, you know, look, this, you, you, you touched on it for a second, 2020 has been a crazy, crazy year. And Mm -hmm. our industry is changing. I think every, most industries Mm -hmm. are changing in so many different ways. Um, And I don't know, I always look at things like that as a big opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can Mm -hmm. embrace the change and you Mm -hmm. can make it into something great or you could like fight against it and just try Mm -hmm. to keep the status quo. Um, I understand both sides of it psychologically, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I I think it would be really incredible if as an industry, we could really embrace this change and really make it into something powerful. Um, So that's queuing up the question for, are there any things on the horizon for you guys Um, or, you know, anything that we should sort of look out for um, Mm. at your company? Oh, fun question. Um, Yeah, I'm happy to share. We are currently beta testing an engagement tool. Mm, Very cool. uh, Specifically around Instagram. So this is something that would allow you to kind of like organize and get back to your customers right away to flag any comments that are incendiary or need to get pulled. Um, Yeah, as well as some updates to our analytics tools. And all of this is really in, in service of like putting out better content, you know, and like reacting to what's going, what's going on. Um, yeah. Giving people that real, like that real time conversation at scale. That's huge. Thank you for giving us a little bit like behind yeah. the scenes. Yes. Um, come join us. <laughs> 
I love it because, you know, and it's cool to hear that that's sort of where you got, where your focus is and like where you're beta testing some things. It's really good to hear because I agree with what I think you're, what you're saying, which is just, you can't, you can do more with more information. The more information mm-hmm. you have, the more you can react to it, the more you can make changes, the more you could focus on certain things. Um, but, you know, one powerful thing about your tool could be the, the amount of information that someone can gather um, from totally. all, of the, all of the noise that's happening. Totally. And, you know, I've just been so inspired by our customers too. Um, in one of my recent interviews, uh, they were a nonprofit and they were telling me, you know, we, <laughs> we might be a, a nonprofit and maybe we're not super focused on making money, but we look at our analytics to figure out if we're having a real conversation, you know, if people are engaging with it. And, you know, is it like that ethical to just put out stuff that people don't want, you know, sitting behind me right now, um, I have Jenny O'Dell's book, um, How to Do Nothing. And I think like one of the, one of the things that drives Buffer and even our, like our marketing team is like, how do we be respectful of like that attention span and the stress that people are going through and really make it easy for our customers to quickly understand like what's valuable and what's not. Like we don't want to contribute to the noise. Like we are a social media management platform that, that doesn't want to contribute to the noise. We want to like help you get real with your people. And so, so walk somebody, walk somebody through who maybe they've never even heard of you guys. Like let's, sure. let's speak to that person. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, obviously anyone listening right now, they're like, what, what is this program? Like, I, I'm going to go online, I'll check it out. But you know, if you could summarize the, the best tools that you guys have in like just a few sentences, like how would you describe it? Sure. Um, well, first of all, like, welcome. You know, I think <laughs> we're, we're a pretty friendly company. You know, when we, when we talk about our culture, too, I'd, I'd love to jump into that. But um, so first of all, we'd say welcome, welcome to the tool. Um, and immediately you'll jump in and you'll sign up. You'll um, connect your social media accounts. So Twitter, uh, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram. Right. And then you'll start to schedule your content. So all at once, once you can batch your work, um, get it into our UI and a publishing tool. And then as that starts to go live and you can be sleeping at the beach, like out protesting, like whatever you want, like it's, it's going. Um, and then you'll be able to come back and in that same UI, quickly jump over, look at analytics. So how those posts have performed, what time people are coming online, um, and then eventually to with engage, you'll be able to jump into the comments on your individual posts and get back to those people as well. So we're really trying to complete that loop for, for our customers of like publish, iterate, engage. I love that. And there is, there, there's at least one giant loop. There's definitely just a lot of, uh, there's so much that needs to be done. Um, and so it's really cool to see all the different tools that you guys have, but then it all really serves one purpose and mm-hmm. it all like it works really well with all the different, um, the, all the different things that you guys have cooking, um, right. which is, which is so great. I would also love to chat a little bit about the culture that mm-hmm. you were, we were chatting about just for a hot second, um, because I, I get the sense that there's really something that you guys have cultivated there that's really special. Um, a lot of people who are members of WIM, certainly listening to this podcast, like they are small business owners, maybe medium-sized mm-hmm. business owners who... 
um, are striving to create a culture for their own companies um, that really resonates with a lot of people to maybe attract a lot of different talent that they know will make their company really great. Um, that'll just make them enjoy the day-to-day of coming to work every day or Zoom Zooming <laughs> with colleagues every single day in the new world that we're in. Um, culture is something really special. Um, I, I think most people who are listening would say, you know, if they think back to some of the best jobs they've had and they could identify one thing that made it so great, probably culture would be one of those things. So at Buffer, it sounds like you guys have an incredible culture. Tell us more about what that, what that looks like. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for asking this question. Um, Yes. Uh, so Buffer, we've really been focused on this idea of the future of work and what that can be. And, you know, that's a buzzy word. Um, but, you know, we really we really put our money where our mouth is. You know, we started out remote. Um, so we are one of the first companies that to really make like a successful remote company. And like the, this happened globally. We're time zone agnostic. Uh, we've been doing this for years. Um, so there's that. Um, we also publish all of our salaries transparently, um, which for women and marketing and women just in the workforce is huge, you know, huge, um, huge, huge. Yeah, you can I can go and look and see how much my male counterparts make um, and the salaries across the team. And, um, you know, we try to be open about that. And honestly, like that's that in itself. I was like, this tells me so much about like the company. Um, you know, and since then too, we've done things like buy back our investors. So we aren't tied to growth just for growth's sake. Um, this man, that pressure is real. You know, we want the, the autonomy to build a business that yes, is like impactful and a great tool, but also sustainable for employees. And, you know, of course, recently, um, we're thinking about and supporting, we are doing COVID discounts and really looking at, um, supporting black lives matter and what we can do there. So, um, what it would say to people listening, I was like, you know, like your dollar is power. And when you're choosing a company like Buffer, you're saying like, yes, this, this model of business can work. We can do this. Um, and so, yeah, like, and we've got all those resources too on our open blog. So like, if you're considering doing this or want to do this, like we want to be supportive. We want more people to try this. Like I certainly know as a woman in tech, like I want every company to publish their salaries transparently. Like that world would, would look different than the one we're in now. And it's a world that I want. Absolutely. I mean, simply by just focusing on that piece alone, yes, 1000%. Like that is a really powerful statement that Buffer has made and really paving the way because that is not the norm. And we know that, um, you know, we, we had a whole episode recently about pay disparity um, as a gender thing. And of course that applies to, you know, race thing, sexual orientation thing. It applies to most minorities, if not all minorities. Um, and, yeah, just the transparency alone opens up so much more possibility. Um, and I can imagine that working for a company like that, A, it sounds like it attracted you to them from the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, just saying like, this is the type of company I would love to be associated with. And I would love to add to this is my language. These sound mm -hmm. like my people. Mm -hmm. um, and I can just imagine that 
you know, the more successful Buffer gets, the more people how they have the opportunity to look at that model and replicate it hopefully in a lot of really positive ways it can really set the the tone um for other companies that have come after it um so you know how how else do does the culture sort of permeate through Mm. the team like how does it really affect you you personally um Mm. on a day-to-day working for a company like it like buffer sure um so maybe I can share. Um, one time I got, I got a piece of feedback and it was um, to add more smileys to my messages. <laughs> and this feels like counterintuitive, right? Of a lot of the messages we tell women in business. We say, no, like be more aggressive, like act like a man, you know, air quotes here, right? Like what, what does that mean? It's 2020, um, right? But it's like, like lean into this like aggressive power. The person who's the most domineering is going to get their way. And um, I think Buffer really does this incredible job of going like, no, actually we like don't want women to be more like that. We like maybe all want to be a little bit more like balanced and communal. So it's like, how do you like add emojis? How do you um, better communicate a feeling of like camaraderie and like, you know, I think we all want the smiley at the end of the day. Like, can we work in that environment instead? And you feel that, you know, you, you feel this, you feel like a place of people just going like, huh, oh, it's okay. We've got your back. There's this like defaulting to positivity. And, oh, like I didn't, I didn't realize like how much stress I carried on my shoulders for so many years until I got to a place where I was like, yeah, it's, yeah, smile emoji. Just like, oh, feels good. <laughs> It does. I like it is. I don't know. It's interesting. What I'm hearing you say is like just being in a a community that supports you being yourself sort of lifts any sort of like pressures or stresses. Like who's to say smiley faces are innately feminine, (laughs) right? That's true. (laughs) But if it communicates (laughs) what you need it to communicate, because otherwise your text is black and white and it's difficult to to communicate certain emotions, um, Mm -hmm. use a smiley and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really cool. So like cultivating a feeling of trust, I'm sure, amongst Mm -hmm. colleagues that sound like that definitely Um, and I would I love to hear and I feel like people would probably like comment to me after if I didn't ask this question and wonder why I didn't ask it is you guys have always been a remote company you said Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. obviously there are tons of people right now who this is new to them (laughs) (laughs) a new endeavor and uncharted waters Um, please give some advice to people on how to optimize that, how to have balance in that, um, Mm. and how to, you know, ultimately stay purpose-driven and goal-oriented and just work collectively as Mm -hmm. teams in business, but do it remote. (laughs) Yes. Oh, oh, wow. Um, First of all, if it's feeling hard or like, like you just need to get outside. Like I, I want to hug you, you know, like it, working remote is a fully intentional shift, right? You know, we're not taking like an in office experience and just throwing slack on top of it and zoom and going like, let's do the same things we used to do. Um, and that actually is what makes it painful. And I think leads to someone going like a remote, just like, is not for me? Um, 
rather, you know, when you think about how to optimize and like balance your schedules, it's like, how do we want to communicate with each other? If we know that communication takes a really long time when we write it out, like how do we be thoughtful about that? Like what communication needs to be in Slack? What needs to be like in email and what would be better in meeting and being, you know, like our people team and our, our ops team will say like, this goes here, this goes here, this goes here. So you know what you're getting into. Um, and we also, you know, we have expectations that like certain parts of like a planning process might take longer remotely, like maybe kicking off a project and getting buy-in because you can't have like one big board meeting takes a bit longer, but then the execution can go faster um, because, you know, we're also in a global time zone. So this is great. Um, so I'm, I'm rambling a bit, but what I think I would say is for anyone out there who's thinking about how to optimize and balance their schedules, it would be while working remotely, it's just be intentional think about what you want. Um, and then also personally, like create a habit where you create a separation between like your work and your life. Um, I go to my little coffee shop every morning. Um, shout out Rose Wolf. I like say hi to like, you know, like Alex the barista every morning. And then I come back and I do my day and like, maybe I'm in like the same small New York apartment, but um, now my shoes are on, you know? And so when, before pre-COVID, were mm -hmm. you always working from home or did you used to go and work from that coffee shop? Yeah. Um, I'm an extrovert. <laughs> like, uh, extrovert, Gemini, ENFJ. Like, I got to get out. <laughs> so I, w I went to a lot of co-working spaces. Um, which was great, you know, because then you have all of your coworkers and all of these people that aren't your coworkers that you're networking with. It's like twofold the amount of like opportunity and networking you bring yourself. Um, you know, that changed since COVID. Try to be intentional, intentional about more Zoom chats and things, but yeah, we're in, we're in this pause. We're in a pause. We're in a pause. And it's a pause. It's not yeah. a, like, it's not, I, I you know, look, time will tell. <laughs> but I think we could probably, in our rational minds, we can all probably agree that it's a pause, it's temporary, and, you know, life will get back to more normal looking. Mm -hmm. um, it will probably look very different for a while. I don't think that, you know, yeah. I, I don't know how it could be completely what it was before having gone through what everybody is going through right now. I think that it would be crazy for me to say that like, yeah, the last year, like so many people have lost jobs. Like so many people mm -hmm. have lost loved mm -hmm. ones. I mean, you know, know, let's, let's take it to, let's call it for what it is. Um, Truly. And I, I, I hope that it gets to more of a place of normalcy because I feel like, you know, besides the physical piece of this, which is, of course, people are getting sick and people are unfortunately passing away, um, besides the economic piece, you know, I think the mental piece is affecting everybody. Um, and I think what I hear from a lot of people as of late is, you know, oh, I just, I, 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 I will feel, I feel. I will feel better and more like myself and have some sort of sense of relief if I could have my old life back to a certain extent, you know, mm -hmm. um, just feel some sort of sense of normalcy and routine. Um, yeah. But I love what you were saying about just being intentional because we do have the here and now, right? Like there are a lot mm -hmm. of things that are happening to us with all, everything going on in the world. 
but you still have every single day to take advantage of and to really maximize and to be intentional about. And yeah, you wanted to jump in. Yeah, sorry. And I, I think that too, this idea of like going back to an old life too, like it feels really important for me to recognize too, the importance of like this advent of a major civil rights movement here in 2020 and going like, this is uncomfortable. This is work. And also like, we are, we are pushing for something better, you know, like that I, I get a little bit nervous about the nostalgia, honestly, like this is a big push into the future. And like what we get to build from there is like, we are collectively grieving. We're collectively fighting. We are collectively building something new. And, um, I sat yesterday, I took like a midnight walk because we're in the middle of this heat wave. And I like looked at the New York skyline and imagined like everyone in these like small windows going through this together. And it's like simultaneously like daunting and huge. And also like what we can create, you know, Um, to bring this back to like social media even and what we do, is this not a way for us to build communities that like aren't bound by like neighborhoods or states? Like let's build something new. (laughs) you know, I, 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 I yeah, no, I do. I, I, what I hear from you as somebody who's really brave though, who, <sighs> who would also like embrace change. And mm-hmm. I do think that incredible, I just personally believe that like incredible things always happen with change and like the most incredible things usually happen with uncomfortable change. Um, unfortunately, like not everybody embraces that and not everybody feels comfortable with it, but like, let's talk about, let's talk about the exciting part of it, right? Like, let's talk about like the, the reason to do it and the optimistic future that we have in front of us, right? Like in the influencer marketing industry, like if we're being honest, there were a lot of things that could use change. You touched on the race piece, like, and the pay disparity. Um, And in so many instances, those go hand in hand. There's such an optimistic way of looking at what could be on the other side of all of this change, mm-hmm. whether it is more transparency, like you were mentioning in what we're paying our people. Um, that is incredibly unique at Buffer. I know you know this already, but for people listening, they might not even have known that about Buffer and think that that's unheard of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. isn't it incredible to hear that like, maybe you haven't heard of it, but here's a company that's been around for a while and has like, they're doing this. You guys are doing this right now. And so like, let's get the word out about that. And it's an opportunity, you know, with all, with everybody speaking up about everything that they've experienced with the Black Lives Matter movement, like it's an opportunity to hear these people and to Mm -hmm. give Black lives or Black people the opportunity to be heard. And so we can take that in, really fully digest it, understand it, and then be a, that's the only way to be able to truly make a change. And we're in this incredible industry. Social media permeates to like the every man, the every woman, there's nobody mm-hmm. really, unless you're completely off the grid, who like doesn't in, in, who isn't involved in social media in some way. And so it's also so interesting to just like broad picture, think about the industry that you and I are involved in, which is, right? Which is yes. this, this thing that's been created and really amplified over the last like 10 mm-hmm. plus years mm-hmm. that 
affects so many different people on a day-to-day basis. And I do think it's important to like take that step back and know like it's not just people who are like in our industry and in the day-to-day and in the, you know, in that piece of it. It's everybody. It's our mom. It's our dad. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Absolutely. And it's so funny. And like, I, tell me about this. I want to hear what you think. But, um, you know, I think like, before the pandemic started, um, people would say social media and then they would drop like the social and go like, this is media. And then all of a sudden for me, as like a single woman living in Brooklyn, um, all of a sudden social media became like less media in all of my social, like all of my social life, you know, you couldn't go places. So truly this was like how I interacted. Um, and we are watching that change rapidly. You know, all these brick and mortars, your neighborhood, SMBs, like everyone is, is using social media, using these tools to connect because like we can't do it in person right now. So um, I think like the world, like it's so ripe for opportunity right now to get creative and innovate. And we really see that the companies that are making it are the ones that are able to go like, whoo, there's a change happening. How do I iterate? How do I move with this? Totally. And like the only way to really truly do that in an effective way is to have the tools to support it. You know, um, you can be the person who is integral, who is the one to identify when a change needs to happen, but the actions can't happen unless you have the tools to be able to implement it, to respond to it in like the best way. So that's like, that's, you know, that's what I appreciate about tools like Buffer. Um, I think that, you know, what, what do you, what, what do you, I don't know if it's conversations internally at your company or if you just want to speak personally, but like what sorts of changes would you like to see come 2021, 2022 in regards to social media? And I'll get, you know, we've got, you know, TikTok, for example, we have a, a TikTok event. We're recording this episode uh, on a day that we're having a huge TikTok event for WIM. It's the biggest talk of, you know, people have been describing TikTok as Instagram in the early days. <laughs> yeah. People are like growing, like, and it, there's just such an excitement around it. Um, obviously, there's so much of a community element in all social media platforms, but this is a big question but one I'd like to be vague about because I just want to hear your honest opinion like where would you like for our for social media to be how would you like it to look different in 2021 what I would love to see social media embrace is intentionality Um, and so this is a big word but I think in action like what that means is us as creators we really understand how big of an impact we have like that are the images we put out matter who we put them out to matter you know um, who are you advertising to is that like is that inclusive is it good you know I I think we're already there we're we're trying we're doing this Um, and also too like as individuals like what can we do with our with our with our feeds and our interactions like how much time are we spending and how are we spending it? Who is in our feed? And you mentioned TikTok and TikTok is like particularly good at discovery, right? It, it like really pulls that up in a way that um, Instagram always historically hasn't been. And so we, we have this opportunity to diversify our feeds and see larger conversations. And that's very cool. And so, um, yeah. And I, I know this isn't new. There's like a lot of smart women, women out there listening to this. And so I'm, I'm curious what we all are going to do when we like put our brains to this problem and go like, how do we, 
how do we get smart and interesting about this? Um, You're speaking my language because just getting a bunch of really intelligent women in the same room with each other and like brainstorming ideas, like that's when magic always happens. Always. 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 Mm -hmm. And so I'd love to hear like whether it's a buffer or another company that used to work with, talk to us about collaboration um, and in your experience working with a variety of different teams at a variety of different companies, what was sort of the best way to that you've seen where it's where you've collaborated with a group of people like was there a certain way to do it was there a certain structure to it was it with no structure when have you personally uh experienced where this magic of collaboration has happened (laughs) like every single day (laughs) you know it's like really embracing that um most people know more than me you know um, and making space for it. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely, it's sim- that, that is such an important step to it because you can, uh, to your point, I think is you could be having, you could be right in the middle of this incredible, uh, collaborative environment, mm-hmm. but if you're not open to it, if you don't see the importance of it or the value of it, you're not going to experience mm-hmm. it yourself. So it's a matter of sort of prepping yourself first and mm-hmm. foremost um, to be able to take it in. And then, you know, collaboration is also, it's two ways. So it's yeah. being brave enough to then raise your hand when you totally. have something to contribute as well. And just sort of finding, like finding your your people to be yeah. able to rip ideas off of. But I think the the cool thing about our industry is that like, our people, quote unquote, is a variety of all kinds of people. Um, and it's really cool. It's always been really cool to me where you, especially in tech, I find like so many people come from a variety of different backgrounds. And that's sort of like what makes it an incredible group <laughs> yeah. um, where, you know, you've got people from completely different backgrounds, completely different viewpoints, but there's this love of technology. There's this love of startup culture. Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. some reason, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, I've, I'd be curious what your experience has been, but in my experience, I'm like, this is like the best community I've ever been a part of. And I think that's very much a reason why. What has your Mm -hmm. experience been with like colleagues of yours and just the groups that you've been a part of? Um, What are commonalities amongst those groups of people? Sure, sure. Um, Yeah, so one of the interesting things about tech too is, I mean, you can see it in my resume as well, is like people move around quite a bit. Um, And so... There are, there's an incredible group at Buffer um, that I, I like really lean on when I'm kicking off a project and you're asking for insights and like make space for that. Yes. But um, also particularly, I think, in like a director of marketing role where um, like you really seek out like other advice of people who have who have done this. And like, you know, there's sometimes it's sensitive. So um, I've really held on to just like, you know, when you like have a meet cute with a friend and you're like, oh, yeah, like you. Um, I've been... <laughs> Yeah. So I, you know, I've got old friends from, from Zapier. Um, like one of them, she's like a designer there, like Eileen, um, and, and we'll chat about things or um, back from like Teachable. I'm still close with like the RCTO over there. And like, so there's this like network of people that you like hold on to across these industries and can really rely on as, um, as peers. And 
one of the greatest things I've ever done in my career. Like the reason I have my job, you know, as you know, is um, I was lucky enough to be invited by this really badass um, woman, Val Giesler, who um, is in email copywriting now to a mastermind with her, me, Kevin, my now boss, and um, another woman, Allison Groves, who's, who's in tech too. And we've just stayed close for four or five years and continue to support each other. Um, and I think this is something that like we as women do really well. It's like we like really get to know each other and connect and bond. And like, those are things you carry over your lifetime. And so like when you're sitting down with a problem you know, it's not just like who are the coworkers around you that can help solve this, but like who's your broader network that can help give you a different perspective on like how did how did Zapier scale their communication the same way that like Buffer is doing it now, or um, did they have this like same hurdle when they grew from like fifty to hundred people? Um, you know, it we're all in it together. You know, so so keep them around. A hundred percent. I I mean, obviously you're speaking the language of WIM, which is a networking group and all about building that community and cultivating your personal network that grows and grows and grows with you. And, you know, it's, I I personally have people that I interned with Mm. right out of college. Yeah. so cool to see where everybody ends up and everyone else's journey. And, you know, it's just, it's so important to continue to support each other throughout the mm-hmm. years. And yeah. um, the, isn't the ideal situation where, you know, you all end up being successful together Yeah, <laughs> and you yeah. find ways to partner with each other, just, you know, just support each other. It's, it's yeah. an incredible thing to be able to experience. Yeah. Absolutely. And- can I ask you a question? Oh my gosh, sure. <laughs> so you're meeting, you know, you're running this podcast. I'm sure you're meeting incredible like women every every week, all the time. Um, how do you do? You have a system or a process you use for keeping in touch with everyone and like keeping those like friendships going? Because hey, we're in New York, like we we busy. <laughs> so like, how, how do you do it? So I appreciate the question. I will not, definitely not say that I'm an expert at that, but I'll tell you what I've used in the past. Yeah. I'd love to hear what you use. Sure, sure. It's funny. When I first started like my career, I was just taught so many old school traditional things. And one thing that stands out in my mind is like, keeping your personal life and your professional life very separate. And I think that as I've progressed in my career, while I absolutely have boundaries, because I don't want to mince words there, that's incredibly important. um, There has just, there's been an intertwining more of it. And when what I'm getting to with that is like, I'm Facebook friends with a lot of people. Um, And so I'll just go ahead and sort of ping everybody at once there. I'll ping everybody all at once on LinkedIn. We've taught, we've briefly mentioned, of course, how I'm a little obsessed with Zapier and Mm -hmm. business automation. Mm -hmm. I'm in like Facebook groups about automation. It's to that extreme. Um, And so there, there's also, (laughs) there's also a fine line between automation, but keeping things personal. And as someone who's witnessed so many incredible relationships formed in a group like WIM, that's such an integral part of 
doing it right and really mm-hmm. having the substance is like it has to be authentic and it has to be meaningful and personal um to have a shameless plug for whim you know we have every other summer friday we have these mm-hmm. work fam jams because mm-hmm. we've heard people say they're like you know, I either they're like you and they're naturally extroverted and they miss this interaction with people because we're supposed to be quarantining and social distancing. Um, or they're like, I know cerebrally that I should be putting myself out there and I should be expanding my network, but I can't right now. Every other summer Friday in whim, we've got these work fam jams where you can just, it's, being intentional and it's mm-hmm. putting together a group of women and setting a sign, uh, a, a set of time in your day to be able to go out and connect and meet people and build those relationships. And then it's on you to be able to cultivate them. Mm-hmm. And I'll say like, I do think it's a certain personality type that thrives at that cultivation of it. Mm. And it's just being curious about people. Mm-hmm. I love doing this podcast because selfishly, I just get to ask cool people, cool questions and like learn. I, I've always been someone who really, like I, I say to my stepdaughter all the time, I'm like, if you're living a really life, you'll always keep learning your entire Mm -hmm. life. I want you. When you say you're like, you know, I call up someone that I used to work with at Zapier and be like, how did you guys do this when you were in this phase of your company? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, Ashley, like, yes. Cause like, that's such an incredible thing to be able to share and learn. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I answered your question, but those are a couple things that I do. What do you do? Yeah. Oh, I love this. Like the whole time you're talking, I'm just like smiling. And it was like, it like brings so much energy because I feel the same way, you know, like recently I was like chatting with someone and they're like, oh yeah, you networked with your boss. And like, but like, would you like have kept talking to them if you didn't think that like eventually it would have helped your career? And I was like, yes, like, I like this person. They were interesting. Like that, that is, that is the root of that is that like real connection. Um, you know, and we are in like a small space, like it is global. Um, so it comes back and yeah. So I guess like, what do I do for, to keep in touch with people? You know, um, I do, <laughs> I do have an air table of all of the people that like matter to me and like their email addresses. And then I set up a little automation that it pings me like once a month or like once every two weeks. Um, my grandma's on this list. So I don't want people to not feel valued because like, I don't, there's no one I love more than my grandma, but it's just this like reminder that like when like life gets busy and you're like, how do I get in that like yoga between like this meeting and that meeting, like this is still a priority because it's these like softer things that like when you're on deadline or you have to get something out, it's like easy to push them aside. But like, those are the things that matter, you know, like being with your people, the white space to connect and like the white space to think, 100%. If there's no, if there's, if there's anyone that, you know, doesn't feel important on your list, just tell them you're on the list that my grandma's on. Like you are my people. (laughs) You are absolutely my people. I'm a big Podio user personally, um, which is like, I feel like people aren't so into Podio. It's like a little old school, but I find that like there's, there's some backend functionality of it that like really ramps things up. If you either know how to do it or hire a developer to work on it for you. Um, but Airtable, I feel like 
everybody is obsessed with lately. Monday is another one Uh that I keep hearing really good things about. So if we want to get very specific, yes, absolutely. I've got a like really robust CRM that we yes. like, workflows in our email automation software and like all sorts of stuff. I could be better at that though. <laughs> I could absolutely be better at that. And I love that you've got things to ping you where you are, right? Mm-hmm, You're like, mm-hmm. this is something that's important to me and I'm going to make it work for me and my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're probably better at doing it than I am. And I'm going to sit here right now and take notes from you. Ah. <laughs> learn how to be better. So I love that so much. This time has like flown by. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, have I, have I, you know, like this space, like women, women in marketing and like, I feel a lot for us. And I'm like, have I, have I been helpful enough? Like I, I want to help people along because <sighs> Yeah, there's, there's, we need to stick together, I think, to your point, right? Like we need to share this information with each other. We need to continuously have dialogue just like this and to be able to be open about what's worked for you. Also, what Mm -hmm. hasn't worked for you, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so people can avoid doing those things Mm -hmm. Um, just to be able to share with each other and to be able to know that by doing so, we're all going to make our work stronger, our lives better. Um, There's this community element to social media that also should absolutely become the community element of the people behind social media Mm -hmm. as well, like you and I. So we ask everybody this question um, who Mm. comes on. I'm Mm. very excited to hear your answer. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure, no pressure. What do you wish that someone had told your younger self that would have given you a professional or a personal advantage today? Holy. Okay. So I think I would say if I could find my younger self, like 22-year-old Ashley who just moved from nowhere indiana to to new york um like don't worry like you can do this like don't take it so seriously like you're the real deal like you got it um and i I don't know i think like i i can get very nervous i'm a planner right i like all of my ducks in a row and like i i think like financial security and independence is really key especially to women and us like choosing what we want to do with our lives and how we spend them and um, there are a lot of moments where I like hesitated to make the leap. Like, should I really leave this job? Like, I should probably put in a little bit more time. And then as soon as I made the leap, you know, like huge pay, pay increase, huge jump has like been able to progress my career. Um, you know, like when I like went from in-house to starting my own business, I was like, oh, should I? I should have a more of a savings or like I, I need to work like on my side hustle. And like, wow, no, a job and a side hustle too much like just do it. And so I think it's really easy for us to get caught up in this, like this doubt or this planning or this like safety. And I just want to like be like the wind under like, like we like are, I just want to be the wind under like women's wings going like, yeah, you got this. Like you do it, like leap, you're going to be fine. Like, and I, I just want that. I want us to like be as brave and risk taking as a lot of people I see. And like, I understand that's complicated, right? Like what is risk taking when like you have like finances and friends and family and things that you want. Um, but I want that for us. 
and 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 if you want it you'll get it right so Mm -hmm. even just having that desire there and just saying it out loud um Mm -hmm. I I love that so much and I I wish that for everybody I do Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do wish that it's a huge thing to be able to have that confidence and to to you know just to be able to navigate through your life with that behind you Mm -hmm. um so I love that so much. Ashley, you've been such a pleasure to have on. Right back at you. This is fun. I'm like, <laughs> grab a coffee. Let's keep going. Okay. Yeah. I'll meet you, you know, some station in Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> we'll keep six uh, feet away. Mm, we'll true. do this in like a couple months. We're in phase four of reopening. Yes. Phase four. Phase four. And I hope that everybody stays healthy. And I hope that we continue to progress through this whole thing. Um, but I'm so excited to continue to hear about your professional growth, about Buffer and all the really incredible mm. work that you're doing there, that the company is doing. Um, I'm sure that people listening are absolutely going to want to get in touch. So um, how would what's the best way to, for people to get in touch with you if they have any more questions that they'd like to ask? Sure. I would, first of all, I'd love to chat. <laughs> you know, I've been quarantined for four months. Say hello. Um, so I'm Ashley at Buffer. I'm, I'm happy to answer there. You can also find me at Ashley Hockney on Twitter. Um, that's a great place. Um, and yeah, just reach out, send an email, and I'd love to add you to my air table. <laughs> I love that so, so much. Everybody, don't hesitate. She gave you her email. She gave you her Twitter. And she will add you to the list that her beloved grandmother is on. So yes, get Betty, Rose. <laughs> Betty Rose. Betty Rose. Yeah, you and Betty Rose. I love that. Thank you so, so much for being on today. You are an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was lovely to meet you. Thank you everyone so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast. We love comments, so comment on this podcast and we may shout you out on our next episode. Join us next time and thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Tune in next week. I hate to break it to you, but you're in for a big surprise. Five years from now, Jane, who's resigning today, will ring the NASDAQ bell, officially launching her company on the public market. And what you'll soon realize is that Jane stole your most valuable data to start her new company on her way out the door. Learn how Code42 Insider can stop data theft and protect your organization's most valuable assets. Visit Code42.com to learn more.